The second section of Psalms, known as the Exodus Psalms, remind us that the God who redeemed us is still with us. In fact, He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. Today, we join Scott Pauling in opening God's roadmap for life. Find your place in the Word of God in the Psalms, and let's discover what God has for us along the way. There are some things you cannot choose for yourself. For example, you didn't get to choose when you were born or where you were born, who your parents were, what they would name you. You didn't get to choose your gender, any of that. That was all in the hands of a sovereign God. So there's some things you cannot choose for yourself. Then there are other things you must choose for yourself. For example, no one can choose Christ for you. Uh, Joshua 24, 15, Joshua said, Choose ye this day whom you will serve. So you have to choose. You're given a free will and a responsibility to decide. Life is full of choices. You must choose for yourself. And then there's another category of things. There's some things you cannot choose for yourself, things you must choose for yourself, and then there are a few things that you may choose for yourself, but you would be much wiser to let God choose for you. I love the words of the old missionary Jim Elliott. He said, God always gives his best to those who leave the choice with him. We've come in our study of the Psalms to Psalm 47. It's a beautiful psalm. It is a jubilant psalm. Most people believe it was the psalm that was written when the ark was taken back up to the temple. Remember, it had been away for some time, and they finally bring it back, and there's great jubilation and celebration. That's the tone of Psalm 47. It's only nine verses long, but there's a, an amazing verse that's captured my attention. I want to share it with you today. It's verse 4. The psalmist says, He, meaning God, the Lord, the King, He shall choose our inheritance for us. The excellency of Jacob, whom He loved, Selah. The psalmist says, look, God has chosen to do some things. We don't understand all of His choices, but He's chosen to do some things. His choice is right. And He's chosen some things for us that as we live longer, we begin to realize, I may not have chosen that for me, but God chose that for me. And I think He was right all along. It's ironic that as you get older and you have more liberty to make choices, uh, the wise person begins to say, you know, I, I don't want to make that decision on my own. I want to lean on the Lord. We choose to let God choose. And so let me give you two or three simple thoughts, all from Psalm 47, about letting God choose for you. First of all, you should let God choose for you because He has a better perspective than you do. Now listen to the opening verses. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is terrible. He is a great King over all the earth. He's over all the earth. He has a different perspective than you do. You see, He's the King. He has power you don't have. And He's seated on the throne above the earth. He sees things from an eternal perspective. You know, you might make a different choice today if you could see how it's all going to end. Well, He sees the end from the beginning. If you go to the end of the psalm, He reiterates this truth in verse 8 and 9, God reigneth over the heathen. God sitteth upon the throne of His holiness. The princes of the people are gathered together, even the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong unto God. He is greatly exalted. Look, you can trust Him. You can let God choose for you today because He has a better perspective than you do. 
He sees all of it perfectly. He's not bound by time and circumstance like you are. Secondly, you should let God choose for you, not only because He has a better perspective than you do, but because He loves you with an everlasting love. Did you hear the words in verse 4? The excellency of Jacob whom he loved. Selah. Meditate on this. There was never a day God started loving you, and there'll never be a day God stops loving you. He can never love you anymore, and He will never love you any less. So if God loves you perfectly, don't you think you can trust Him? You see, you can trust a father who always wants the best for his children. And I'm glad to tell you today that your heavenly father wants the best for you. And I love this, your father's the king. Remember Psalm 47 is one of the psalms of the king. He's the great king and he's my father. My heavenly father is the king. And I trust him because he loves me. I'm thinking now of that verse where God says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. The apostle wrote, Being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will perform it to the day of Jesus Christ. God says, Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Or how about this verse? God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or even think according to his power that worketh in us. Look, friends, he has promised he loves us. He wants the best for our life. We can trust Him. Let God choose for you. And then a third reason. You should let God choose for you because not only does He have a better perspective than you do, not only does He love you perfectly, but because He always chooses the best. Listen to the verse again. He shall choose our inheritance for us, the excellency of Jacob whom He loved. Excellency. He excels all. No one chooses better for us than what God could choose for us. This word excellency is an interesting word because it is used in other places for pride. Uh, sometimes in Scripture there's a reference to the pride of Jacob. That's what they can do. That's the best we can do, what we can boast in ourselves. And there's a little play on words here. It is as if God is saying, look, stop boasting in what you can do. Stop thinking you know what is best. And instead, let me choose. You can boast in me then. You can rejoice in my choice then. Because I promise you, I'm going to choose the best. I'm going to excel all others. It's interesting, too, that he uses Jacob's name yet again. We talked about this in our last study. He's the, the weak one. Uh, but do you remember Jacob? Jacob tried to choose for himself all through his early life. Remember, he tried to get uh, choose his birthright. He tried to uh, choose the blessing for himself. But watch this. Only God can make him Israel. He could not do that for himself. Only God could truly touch him and make him a prince with God. Jacob had to learn that, and we have to learn that. Friend, God doesn't just want you in your best. He wants you in His best. And I'm looking back on my life now, and I'm thinking of all the choices I could have made, uh, the places where I could have gone to school, but God chose for me. Uh, someone that perhaps I could have married, but God chose perfectly for me the path of life and ministry or family that I could have taken, but when God chose for me, He always chose perfectly. Esther said, I'm just going to abandon myself to God. If I perish, I perish. Those Hebrew children said, we believe God will deliver us, but if not, we're going to do the right thing. Paul said that Christ may be magnified in my body by life or by death. The Lord Jesus prayed, Thy will be done. What is it? It is an abandonment to God, a, a complete surrender that says, I'm just going to put myself in God's hand and believe that if I let God choose, 
He will always choose what is best. All I have to do is agree in His choice. D.L. Moody, the great evangelist, once wrote this. He said, One of the sweetest lessons we can learn in the school of Christ is the surrender of our wills to God, letting Him plan for us and rule our lives. And then Moody said this, I cannot look a day into the future. I do not know what is going to happen tomorrow. In fact, I don't know what may happen before night. So that I cannot choose for myself as well as God can choose for me. And it is much better to surrender my will to God's will. May I say to you today, you cannot choose for yourself as well as God can choose for you. And as surely as God chose the inheritance of Israel perfectly, their land, their future, their king, all of that, He always made the right choices. The only blots in their story were when they chose for themselves. As surely as God chose perfectly for Israel, God will choose perfectly for you if you let Him. And my simple challenge you to today, whatever your decision, whatever crossroads you're at, it is simply this. Let God choose for you. If you would like more information on knowing the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way, or more information on growing in your faith, please visit us at scottpauley.org. We would love to hear from you. From there, you may also download your free copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms to help you in our current study. We are praying that God will guide you today and that you will enjoy the journey.